The Heather McCoy Show. Welcome back to The Heather McCoy Show. Joining us on the line is Daniel Bryce, who wrote a story about a dad who couldn't get his child support lowered, so he is using his paid connections to try to change the law. I posted the link to the story on our KUCI Twitter page. It's KUCI.org, and then on the right side of our page, uh, there's a Twitter feed bar, and you can click on the full thing. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, we must say that in since uh, your story's been posted, the reaction to this, uh, your story has been that the bill has been withdrawn and they're going to try to make a better one. But as we're going to go through the interview, uh, I don't think that's possible, is it? <laughs> it, it, it would be tough. Um because it, it was it wasn't a pretty uh, amazing piece of legislation. Yeah. Um, would you would you like me to explain it to you? Um, first off, I would like to ha- uh, figure out how you found out it, the story of uh, Michael Izenga. Is it right, Michael Izenga? He's a he's a wealthy Wisconsin businessman. Um, I, I read a column for the for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and the uh, the lawyers for. Izinga's ex-wife contacted me to let me know that this bill was going through the legislature and encouraged me to look through the drafting file. Um, you can, in Wisconsin, you can go through and see what work went into creating and producing legislation once it's been filed and submitted. And so I did that, and um, there was just some, an amazing amount of coordination between Mr. Izinga and Representative Clayfish, the author of the legislation. Yeah, definitely. After the, his divorce from uh, Michael's wife, Claire, in 2010, how did he go about shopping for a judge that would lower his child support payments? Well, he, he um, first of all, there was a binding arbitration, which he agreed to, yeah. um, that said that he was going to have to pay $18,000 a month initially, and it would be reevaluated, but it could go no lower than $15,000 a month. Yeah, they have three children, all of them with special needs. Um, and so he agreed to this at first, but then 10 months after he began making payments, he went back to court and asked the judge to uh, throw this out, saying that his income had dropped. Well, the judge said that uh, he took too long and that he couldn't do this. So he then filed with an appeals court uh, asking them to throw it out. And they said, again, you missed the deadline. You agreed to this. And then secondly, we've looked at your assets, and you continue to be a wealthy person and able to make these payments. So we're not going to do anything about this. Talk about uh, the connections between Azinga and his lawyer and the politicians he gave campaign contributions to. Um, Azinga is a prominent Republican contributor. He gives uh, He's given a good bit of money to Governor Scott Walker and to uh, Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish, and to Rebecca Clayfish's husband, um, uh, Joe Clayfish, who is the author of the legislation. And so starting about 2005, he he started giving a fair bit of money, um, $40,000 overall to these individuals. Um, And then uh, in 2012, when it looked like his case was not going well in the appeals court, he began contacting Joel Clayfish and encouraging him to draft legislation that would um, that would have um, make sure that high earners wouldn't have to pay so much in child support. Uh, how would the law have changed? Well, right now they calculate your child support based on the percentage of your uh, annual income plus consideration of your assets. The bill would have said your assets would not have been taken into consideration. And he's worth about $30 million, so that would not have been counted in the calculation. And only the first $150,000 you make a year would be considered. And in 2010, 
he made $1.2 million, according to his tax records. So only $150,000 of that would have been taken into consideration when saying how much he had to pay in child support. And it's interesting, his lawyer was contacting Clayfish's staff. They're going back and forth, and it, it's um, it's very clear this is all drafted specifically for him. And they were saying, we want these provisions to apply to the ruling that, that – um, that affected him and how much he had to pay. Wasn't there some emails with last-minute changes, and then, like, you followed the trail from uh, Izinga to his lawyer to the um, the person that was drafting this bill in the state house? Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, his, lawyer, his lawyer looked at uh, one of the final drafts and said that, um, that basically they needed it to apply to him, but legislation can't be retroactive, so they had to create a trigger wow. so that um, this would affect him so that uh, the legislation said uh, when it went into effect that the if the amount paid under uh, any child support agreement was more than 10 percent, then it would be under this legislation. You could go back and petition and have it changed. Um, so, yeah, there was this last minute step where his lawyer made sure that this was inserted in the bill. They went he went back to his client and then the client contacted the legislature, the legislator to say, Make sure you keep this in there. Oh, definitely. Um, I was just curious, like, uh, Azinga is giving uh, contributions, a lot of contributions to the clayfishes, as well as uh, Governor of Wisconsin, Scott Walker. Are these three people placed well enough in state government that the bill could have passed if your story never published? Um, Republicans control um, everything in state government right now. They, They control the Supreme Court. They control both houses of the legislature, and they control um, the governor's office and the executive branch. So it's it's um, it's entirely possible that it could have passed. I think it would have passed the state assembly. The state senate um, is a a more deliberative body, and they put the brakes on a lot of things going through the state assembly right now. Um, but it certainly was picking up momentum. There's a hearing that was scheduled for um, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I, I think the I think the drafting notes and the coordination was so egregious that um, that, that that effectively they killed it themselves. Um, and bringing attention to it. I mean, it wasn't difficult. All you had to do was go through the file and see what sort of uh, work was being done cooperatively with someone who wanted legislation done, you know, just for himself. Besides shelving the bill, uh, can you tell what other reactions has your story caused in the State House of, of Wisconsin? Well, it, it, I mean, people people uh, distance themselves from it pretty immediately. And even the Republican leadership, um, they were, <laughs> several, of them, several of them were saying, you know, we've been accused of having a war on women, and now someone's pushing a bill like this. This is just crazy. Um, it, it was considered tone deaf and um and and besides the fact that it was you know it would have done damage to people in situations like um claire housing is yeah uh, definitely and and, and, you know the amount of money that was being paid in this case is is pretty substantial eighteen thousand dollars a month is a a significant amount of money to Mm -hmm. pay in child support at the same time you look at his resources um michael housing owns two rolls royces has a chauffeur a bodyguard a full-time nanny um and um, four businesses, and each year he rents a villa 
in the Cayman Islands for $10,000 a week. So this isn't someone who's hurting for money. No, he's not like Dave Foley, who owns owes a lot of child support in Canada, but he is not really on network TV anymore, and he really can't pay well, it. Right, right. There's there's a significant difference, and the court, this appeals court, said there's been no proof that his uh, net worth has been hurt at all in the in the uh, two years since he went to divorce court. So, oh. um, so yeah, um, I, I am a little surprised that that, that uh, Representative Clayfish pulled withdrew the bill. I mean, it, it, he's responded pretty quickly. In the past, he's been reluctant. Um, when he's come under criticism, he usually fights back. But in this case, he, I guess he just realized that it was drawing too much attention. Yeah, the hand was completely in the cookie jar. Um, anything else you want to leave off with before we say goodbye? Um, no. I, thanks for calling. It, it wasn't a pretty amazing le- piece of legislation. I've been covering state legislators for uh, for 25 years, and this is uh, probably the most egregious case of someone drafting a bill for a for one particular individual. Thanks for being on the show. Um, our guest has been Daniel Bryce. He writes for the, um, I'm lost my place. Uh, he writes for the uh, Milwaukee Journal Constitution. Is that right? A Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, yeah. Yeah, oh, there we go. Uh, thanks for being on the show. And uh, this is the Heather McCoy Show. Okay, thanks.